welcome to Flameside, the Center College podcast. We're so excited to be back. My name is Lauren Samuelson, and I'm one of your hosts here. I'm an Associate Director of Admission and Scholarship Programs here at Center. I'm also a Center alum. This is my third year being back working in the admission office, and working on this podcast has been one of my favorite new things of my job. And I'm super excited today to introduce not only a great guest that we have on later, but also my new co-host. For those that maybe don't know you and know about your center experience, how did you get to center? Where are you from? And what was your college experience like at center? What were you involved with here on campus? I am originally from Boston, Massachusetts, spent 18 years up there. I came to know of center through the Posse Foundation. I am a Posse Scholar. Got it in 2016, and that's when my first introduction of Center kind of came around. Beforehand, I was really Northeast-focused. Didn't even know where Kentucky was on the map, if we're being honest. But I'm super grateful for a posse to introduce me to not only Kentucky, but to Center College, too. I really enjoyed my experience. Had a great time. Met a lot of new people, a lot of new faces. I consider Kentucky my second home now, obviously, me coming back and working here and living in Danville. I was a part of Phi Capital Fraternity. I was an econ and finance major with a social justice minor, played football for about a year. So I got into the athletics portion on it, but then slowly traveled to NARP territory. still love it. And now I work here in the admissions office. So you can say that center was a real good experience because I'm now working for where I went to school. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I didn't even know you played football for a year. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I got into it. So it was really weird. I started playing rugby first. There was a rugby club on campus yeah. and it was like maybe 10 students. And I thought it was really interesting. I learned through, about it through Expo and decided to join in, went on the team, played a few games. But then I was walking back from practice one day and then the football, one of the football coaches came up and said like, oh, you know what? You play football here. I said, no, I play rugby. And then they kind of introduced me to all the coaches. They just like snatched me up, <laughs> um, brought me into Sutcliffe, met all the coaches and then did um, did uh, the practices and all that kind of stuff. And it was really interesting, but trying to balance athletics and then also school at the same time, academics was pretty tough. So yeah. decided to step away from my uh, from my 15 minutes of fame, but yeah. it was all good. Yeah. Aaron touched a little on being a NARP, which a NARP is what it's a, definitely a center term. That means non-athletic regular person. Um, and NARPs are great too. <laughs> NARPs have a no, good time. <laughs> I, I loved being a NARP. My, my NARP experience was amazing. I got to go to all the games, no yeah. more practice. Yeah. But, you know, for the people yeah. who are collegiate athletes, I commend you because it is a lot of dedication to not only the sport that you love, but then also trying to balance like social. And then if you have a work study on campus as well, yeah. academics, it's a lot. So it's I commend you for that. Yeah. Could not be me. <laughs> yeah. Fun to cheer in the stands. That was kind of oh, my absolutely. thing. Like to attend. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. So if you, what was something about maybe we're both from out of state, you know, I came from South yeah. Florida, you came from Boston, very different places. Mm-hmm. What was something about center or Danville or that you've really enjoyed, like maybe something about Kentucky you didn't expect coming into college and now you move back. So just thinking about that. Okay. Really appreciate the nature of it all because coming from a big city like Boston, it's, you know, who, who says it? It's like Alicia Keys talking about New York, the concrete jungle. Uh, I feel the same way. So when I got down here, everything was a little bit different. There were more farms, more just like open land in general. So I got Mm -hmm. to explore more trails, I feel like, more creeks, lakes, all that kind of stuff. So I really appreciate the nature side of everything. 
it's also eerily quiet here. Um, I feel like in Boston, there's always something going on, whether that yeah. be sirens or just people, you know, all, you know, hours of the night. But then when I got to Kentucky, Danville specifically, I thought it was super peaceful, super serene. It was just nice to just be outside and kind of take everything in. Yeah. My biggest appreciation. Learned how to say Louisville properly. You know, <laughs> everyone loves to say Louisville. Yeah, me included. <laughs> very, very wrong. <laughs> um, so now that I've spent, I think, like six or seven years here now, know how to properly say Louisville and always appreciate that. Go Cats. I have transferred over to, to Cats territory. Okay. I have been, I don't want to say indoctrinated, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. definitely like um, we are in Cats country. So a lot of my friends were um, UK fans mm-hmm. and I adopted that. Yeah, I am now. Now, now you can. Okay, Big that's UK nice. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, when I got here, I remember as a freshman, there was like always the huge UK U of L rivalry um, for games, and I was always like. I don't know either of these <laughs> places. Um, yeah. It's a big, big change. So thinking more about Senate, your center experience, did you have mm-hmm. like a favorite event or tradition that happened from year to year? Like what was something you always looked forward to as a student? Ooh, that's a good question. Expo is always fun because you get to see all the different activities or just clubs that are going on campus. I also think it happens at a really cool time because mm-hmm. everybody is back together. First years all the way through upperclassmen, good to just walk up and down. It's almost like a carnival type thing. You know, everyone yeah. has their different treats and you get to meet new people. You get to hear about different clubs that have you know popped up on campus, which is always really fun. And it's during the summer too. So it's like nice outside. You get to see the sunset in the backdrop. It's honestly one of my favorite times. Carnival at the end of the year is always, always a great time. I think it's fun. Little wrap up to the year because everyone gets to de-stress a little bit. Everyone Mm -hmm. just to go out and have fun from uh, all the hard work of midterms, finals, and just the year in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, typically carnival is an event that we have at the end of the spring where there's like Typically, students get out of class, I think, a little bit early or Mm -hmm. professors are being nice that day. (laughs) (laughs) And there's like carnival rides and events all over the festival lawn in front of Old Center. And then there's usually a big concert at night for Mm -hmm. students to go to. Mm -hmm. I think it's like the most fun day of the spring semester for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Did you have field day when you were in like high school or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, I was like, not at center. (laughs) (laughs) No, No, not at center. Not at center. I just like, yeah, growing up field day. I feel like it's almost like a field day. Yeah, it's awesome. It's It's so so much much fun. fun. So many bizarre activities, but it's a blast. (laughs) So fun. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. I look forward to more episodes on the podcast together. Um, And we'll go ahead and start with our guest, Barbara. And we are so excited about today's episode. Um, This is our first episode of our second season where we're going to really dive into more about student life and what's going on at Center um, and to just talk more about what makes student life at Center so special. And so I'm going to pass it over to Aaron um, to introduce our special guest for the day. Who better to talk about student life than the vice president of student life, Barbara Lamonico. Barbara, we want to say thank you for coming out today and just having a chance to talk with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Just for our listeners, how about you introduce yourself? Tell us where you're from, maybe what you like to do as well. 
absolutely. Uh, well, I actually was born in California, grew up in Texas, lived in Chicago for a while. I've also lived in Italy and Ireland at different periods of time because I'm an anthropologist by training. So I've lived quite a few places and then Kentucky. I was in Kentucky for about 20 years. I was at another college in the state and moved to New England to pursue um, a different job. And then Center College just beckoned and ended up back in Kentucky. I've been a professor a lot of my career, but I've been an executive in student affairs for about the last 12 years. And I live about 20 minutes from campus on 13 acres. I have four goats, which some people say uh, three goats past normal. I have a horse. I have two cats who despise one another and a grumpy old dog. And when I'm not working at center, I'm usually puttering around the farm. I love to be outdoors. I have a side hustle with a skincare company. So sometimes I do pop up art markets and things like that. So I really stay pretty busy. That's so many things. But all great things. I know. It's so amazing. <laughs> it's so many layers that I feel like I could ask you about. <laughs> but we only have Everyone says life is short, so you should really make it wide. That's my philosophy I live by. I love that. I think that's so awesome. I have so many questions about the goats and the skincare, but I don't I don't know how yeah. far we can get into all those, but um, <laughs> that's amazing. So you said you were in Kentucky for 20 years, went to the Northeast. What about the job at center? stood out to you? How did you get back to Kentucky? Were you looking to come back to Kentucky? How did that happen for you? You know, I think six years in New England was wonderful. And I am a Southerner, right? Spending most of my childhood in Texas. And by June, you sort of don't want to wear a sweater. And so the very long winters uh, got a little bit tedious, but I really was not searching for a job. Center came up and a friend told me about it. And there's just something about Kentucky. I mean, obviously I love the outdoors and I love animals and Kentucky is wonderful for that. And I can be out in the country, 20 minutes from campus, hiking and walking and looking at beautiful scenery. And then I could be in a really cute downtown. So I really wasn't looking center. I've known center's reputation for so long. I love being on a small residential campus. My last campus was more urban and I just, there was no way I couldn't apply. And I was so excited that I was um, the person for the job. That's so awesome. I love what you're saying about Kentucky too. Aaron and I have kind of touched on that, but we're both <laughs> out of staters too. You know, I came from South Florida. Uh, Aaron came from Boston. I had never been to Kentucky <laughs> before I came to yeah. center. Um, yeah. And that is awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. And let me tell you, I will, did learn pretty much competitive sports of driving in Boston. There's no more aggressive place I have ever <laughs> driven in my life, but I loved all of the history, but Kentucky's just really special. It's a special place and it's wonderful for my animals with just room to roam and hay is a lot less expensive. <laughs> so oh, totally. not to completely go off script, but how long have you had the goats? Like, were they, have they gone with you all these places? Like, I'm just really curious. Yeah, I have one goat who is a Kentucky goat. I took him with me when I moved to New England. When I moved in New England, I added two more goats. And so when I moved here for the job, I um, drove some rented van. I won't name the company. And 
put the three goats in the back and we just sort of gossiped all the way down and they, they had a really good time. We got pulled over, not for speeding, but because someone was curious about what was in the back of my van. They saw some hay sticking out. And I just said, officer, it's just goats all the way back. It's just goats. So then when I got here, I adopted another goat that needed a home. And so now there are four, Bramble, Cosette, Milo, and Jonas. Jonas is 17 years old. Goats of his size usually live to be about 10. So wow. he's my super senior citizen. But yeah, it's a great little herd. And I will tell you, Milo has already been on campus. He came to our Expo Day Center, which if you're a prospective student, that's when all the clubs and organizations set up tables on the street that we block off and everybody strolls by and gets information about opportunities to join stuff and Milo came and got to meet all the students he weighed about 200 pounds um, he did get a lot of snacks from lots of students everyone pat him uh, it was a big day that's awesome that's so that's cute amazing. <laughs> uh, I have to ask up in New England did you also have a farm because I'm thinking there's not a lot of space for goats up there <laughs> you know I am very lucky that I found four acres property that was four acres. And then behind that was a land trust or a natural preserve. And so I could go from my kind of four acres into all these hiking trails. So that was, it was, but it is rare. People in um, Rhode Island said, you have four acres. That's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, really? I'm a Texan. We had uh, a thousand acres when I was growing up with a cattle ranch. So yeah, it was definitely hard to be a farmer. I did take the goats to the beach in Rhode Island. They came a few times to the beach. And so in Kentucky, it might just have to be a lake. Yeah, that makes sense. I love that they go to the beach. They do so many <laughs> things. They, they live a good anywhere. life. Milo will be back on campus. He'll be back on campus for other events. He doesn't yeah. like the mud, so it has to dry out a little bit. He doesn't like to get his feet dirty, but he'll come back. He's, of all the goats, he's the one who most loves students and likes being around a lot of crowds. The others are a little more timid, but you will definitely meet him. I have a picture of him in front of Old Center, actually. That's amazing. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, I know you touched a little bit about all the places that you've been to. I mean, California, Texas, Kentucky, a little bit. Of, you, I think you said Italy beforehand, too. And you mentioned that you were an anthropologist before this. Uh -huh. Can you talk a little bit more about that and kind of what you did before student life? Sure. So um, my PhD is in an cultural anthropology, and that's really when you study a contemporary population and really try to make sense of their culture and write about it. And so actually as an undergraduate, I was a philosophy major and I had already been accepted to graduate school in philosophy. That's what I was gonna do. I went to a liberal arts college where of course you get to study a lot of different things. And the last class I had to take when I was a senior was an anthropology class. And I loved it so much that I changed plans second semester senior year and went to graduate school in anthropology. And I have to give a shout out to the liberal arts. It's that kind of experience that lets you explore all these things you thought you might never study. And I'm so grateful for the breadth of um, that kind of education because it makes you curious about a lot of things. So I got my doctorate in cultural anthropology and the, my specialization is mental health and gender in different cultural contexts. And so I lived on a tiny island in Greece no running water, no toilets, and studied sort of cultural forms of anxiety and depression and lived there for a long time. And then as a professor, I got a tenure track job as a professor and traveled with students in, in Italy and uh, Ireland, South America, 
really enjoyed that. And then from there, I really moved into being a vice president. And it's funny, I never imagined I would be an administrator. I love teaching. I love working with students. But a president, several presidents ago said, you know, you could affect more change if you do some administrative work and really do things like increase accessibility and all of that. So I haven't looked back and I get to see even more of students. That's really cool. That's all. And you had, if I might be wrong on this, but didn't you have a few jobs outside of the college realm as well? Yes. In your I've lifetime? Done, <laughs> yeah, I've done consulting in a few different areas to improve organizational culture. And I have also worked as a therapist. I worked with substance abusers with mental health challenges in Chicago in a multicultural neighborhood. Did that for some period of time. So I, I always say just have to keep learning and doing things. That's really cool. I love that too. And I think that's such a good testament to the liberal arts. It's like, you're, I don't know. I think when I was coming to center, I'm like, I'm going to pick a job and I'm going to do that job my whole life. And that's just not how liberal arts is. And I feel like it does prepare you to take what you've learned and how you've grown and gone and go into so many different fields. Absolutely. You know, my brother went to a liberal arts college and he was an English major and he's a surgeon. It, it really is, I tell students all the time, study what you love as an undergraduate. We will help you figure out how that translates to a meaningful career because it does. You know, medical schools want students who have a broad background. The people we hire at Center, we love it when they've done different things and studied different things. So I'm just the biggest fan of that approach to education. That's really cool. That's awesome. So I'm really curious about specifically your role at Center now. I guess for people listening who might be prospective students or new to center, you know, what does the vice president of student life do? What are the main parts of your role? I know you're in charge of a lot of things, but what are some of the main things that you do day to day? Well, I do think that I have the best job on campus because we get the parts of the student experience that are just always dynamic and changing and exciting and sometimes challenging. But student life really is refers to the services and activities outside the classroom. So the areas that I oversee are campus activities, Greek life. Part of that is also building orientation, civic and community engagement, student conduct and the dean of students office that also has some other functions as well health services religious life counseling public safety (laughs) it's a a big um it's it's a big group and then i think i mentioned the office of president's life so we really believe that we are here to support the academic mission of the institution and that the experiences that students have outside the classroom so influence their career choices. It reinforces things they are learning in the classroom. Our student leaders gain so many incredible skills through those kinds of leadership positions that we provide, whether you are an RA or whether you're a member of our student government or whether you have a leadership role in in Greek life or of one of our many clubs and organizations. So my job is overseeing all of those areas. I manage the budget. I help implement the president's strategic plan. So I serve with a group of other vice presidents who all report to the president. So we really think about vision for the college over the next few years and how we can keep growing and changing and meeting the needs of students. And then sometimes my work is really particular. Sometimes I meet with students one-on-one who have a concern or need some support or looking for resources. I partner very closely with um, our Office of Diversity and Inclusion, and I'm excited to strengthen that partnership more 
we really believe that Sedra is known for this kind of sense of belonging and we can bolster that and we can do even better. So that's kind of a long answer, but it's, it's, it's a big job. I love it. I get to work with some really talented folks. And again, I get to be part of the student experience. No, absolutely. I mean, that's amazing. I echo what you're talking about. I think there's so many different degrees or different just areas that come with student life and just getting to work with all of those and really help out the student experience is honestly amazing. Uh, sounds like you're doing a great job at it. And I will say also the, the privilege of getting to watch students grow up over those four years and grow into who they're going to be and to see all these opportunities ahead of them. I'm the one like crying every year at graduation, but it's great. You know, the students in my life now, my accountant was a student of mine at another college. My horse vet was a student of mine. I love to stay in touch. So that's a great part of the job. That's really cool. That's something I didn't expect. I think, I mean, as a young staff member, I wasn't expecting to like get to know students so well. And I think I was, I don't know, it's been such a joy as a staff member to get to know the current students at center. And again, like what you say, like see them grow and like see them have like an incredible college experience. It's like, it's so rewarding and it's like fun to live along with them. I'm like, what are you doing this week? Like, (laughs) (laughs) and they Um, really, the amazing thing is that I find students at center say good morning when we're walking across campus and we pass each other. And there is this fascinating phenomenon. They invite me to lunch. So what some student who I've never met will come up and say, Dr. LaMonico, I have a great idea for a club or an activity and, or they'll just want to talk about their experience being an RA and observations that they've made. So I have all these student appointments who, again, you always think in my job, I'm the one inviting them to my office because, you know, maybe they're in trouble. Nope, not like that. (laughs) So I met a lot of amazing students just through random, random conversations. That's really cool. I love that they're just like coming up and being like, let's have lunch. Let's do that. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) That sounds awesome. (laughs) I will say coming from the Northeast, that was one thing that was always a little weird to me was just people coming by and saying, oh, good morning, or even asking you how your day was. Definitely something you had to get used to because everyone up North, at least, is pretty much headphones in, heads down, keep it moving. So for someone to just come out of nowhere, but still ask and talk, it's and amazing. Then, yeah, it's really, really fun. Yeah. And, and to know that we have people, folks who've worked on campus, someone on my team has worked on campus for 40 years, another person, 25 years. I mean, they do not leave Center College and they really see it as their home. There is such a strong sense of community. And that was another thing that attracted me to the job when I interviewed. There was so much warmth and support and people are, they just love Center. Our alumni absolutely love Center College. I've never seen this kind of loyalty to an institution. It's really wonderful. Yeah, that's what, yeah, we call the Center Mafia. They're no joke. (laughs) But we're spread all over. (laughs) It is, it's a really special thing about Center is like the pride of in the Center experience. And like my friends who now obviously don't work at Center, they'll ask me all the time about like what's going on on campus. And they're still like so invested in campus life, which I think is really sweet. And I love that you, you, there's so much you probably knew about center coming in and you touched on this a little bit with what we were just talking about, but is there something like, what is something else that has maybe surprised you about center since you've gotten here? Or maybe like, what did you find out good or bad since you got here? (laughs) Like, what, is there anything that you can (laughs) Uh, think of? (laughs) 
I will tell you one of the things that I just so enjoyed, and I'm an anthropologist, is we have students from all over on campus, even though this is Kentucky. It isn't like every one of our students is from Kentucky. So I get to talk to students who are from LA and about the experiences in, in their hometown and their high school. We have quite a few students that are international and I've been able to, I just had dinner with the International Student Organization a couple of months ago. And it was so fun because they're from all over and they already, they have such broad friendship groups. So, and then we have, you have students from Boston who I have wonderful conversations with them about some of my favorite sites in Boston. So that's been a really wonderful part is the kind of um, representation we have from so many different countries and states. That's really cool. And it's true. Yeah. I felt that way. We were, Aaron and I were both out of state students too. Like, I think I, I thought it was so cool that so many different people from all around the world come here and come to center and it really adds to your student experience too. And now mm. as a staff member, I feel like I learned so much about where people are from and all their experiences. And it's really, really cool to follow. That's but, amazing. True. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much diverse background and coming from someone who didn't even know where Kentucky was on a map to now working here and just seeing where everyone's coming from is super interesting. And yeah, this is, we're almost, almost like an international hub in a sense where we have people coming from China, Japan, I mean, Europe, you've had people coming from Southeast Asia and just all over the world. So I think that's one of the more interesting parts about Center is that, yeah, we might be a small school in Kentucky on paper, but we're really known everywhere. And we have people coming from all different places, all diverse backgrounds, lifestyles, cultures. And that really adds to who we are as a campus. It's really fun. It really does. And, you know, I think it's so fun when we did a shuttle trip to Lexington for students who were not traveling over the last fall break. They were choosing to stay on campus. So we wanted to make sure there was something fun for them to do. And I was hearing from from others that for our international students, introducing them to Kentucky is so much fun, right? A horse farm is not a normal thing in most places. So to just get to see the natural beauty and, and even also just shopping, right? That's a fun part of the international diversity. Yeah. I love the shuttle trip. That sounds so fun. I love when there's like all, there's so much to do as a center student. Like we talk about the 2000 campus events a year. Like there's always something going on and the student life office does such a good job with that, which is super helpful. They had fun. They went to the botanic gardens and then they went to an escape room and then they stopped and ate pizza. And the funny part of the trip is that they stopped for a coffee break so that students could do some studying for an hour because the students were like, can we build some time in the day for reading? And I'm like, (laughs) that is commitment, but we're hoping to do more of those weekend trips and and find some more opportunities to get students to just see other other parts of Kentucky. Yeah, I love that too. And I think one of my favorite things I got to do as a student is I spent two spring breaks on like the service spring breaks that the student life office planned. And they were so fun. Like I got to go with center people for a full week to go. I went one in West Virginia, one in Chicago, and they were like just such enriching and thoughtful experiences that I was so center planned those for me. And I didn't have to do like anything. And it was so nice. (laughs) It was amazing. Oh, that's fantastic. It was awesome. So yeah, if you ever need a chaperone, you know, just let me know. (laughs) I'd have to get that approved, (laughs) but I love what you're saying about you know, adding different trips and experiences for students, even day trips and things. Just a question I have, and I know 
my friends and alum think of this too, and maybe even prospective students, but how do you see center growing in terms of student life and changing in the student life and experience in the next five years? I know it's a really big question, but like maybe some updates that we're not aware of or um, anything that you see happening. I'm excited about the university's strategic plan. We have several different pillars, and one of them is to help students get connected with their career passions and interests throughout four years, because your interests certainly change from the time you're a first-year student and you think you want to do X, Y, or Z for a career. Um, But sometimes, you know, we don't want students to feel like they just have to stumble into finding out what they're passionate about. So if we provide opportunities over four years for students to dive into some other areas of interest, but then also for their out-of-class activities, if we help them understand the way that those are building career competencies. So for instance, if you're an RA, which is a, a really complex leadership role, you have to do planning and organization and deal with people. And we are really hoping in student life that we can begin in our training with our student leaders to say, let's talk to you about how you might share the skills you've learned based on this leadership job when you're out in the world of work and applying for jobs. Let's think about the competencies that you're creating because sometimes students don't have the language to talk about it in that way. So one of the things I'm looking forward to is supporting the work that the Center for Career and Professional Development does by really bolstering our leadership positions and attaching those career competencies to them. So that's that's one The other area that I would really love to see us build out is outdoor recreation. We are in the most beautiful state, rolling hills, we have lakes, we have Eastern Kentucky that is more mountainous, places to hike, ride horses, get out on your bike, kayak, canoe, beautiful waterways. And so I would love to have more frequent weekend opportunities for students, whether it's that we take them to West Virginia for for skiing, whether they go just up the road to Shaker Village to go on a hike and practice mindfulness and meditation. So I'd love to see outdoor recreation grow. And then I just referenced mindfulness and meditation. I really want to help grow our wellness services. We have an amazing health services team. We have an amazing counseling team. Students have been through a rough time the last few years. You know, nothing's been normal. So I'd really love to see us infuse health education and wellness programming into what we do. Our students work really, really hard. They are very competitive. They are very driven. And I love that about them. But I also want to give them the tools to take care of themselves and exhale and rest. So programs on the importance of sleep, things like the way that mindfulness and meditation can just increase coping. There are students who don't really need to go to counseling, but they do need to find ways to deal with just the stressors of being competitive. So I'm very excited about building that out in the future. So those are some areas that I'm excited about. I really like the health and wellness one. As a student going through that, it's really difficult to go through the entire week. And, you know, you have like five different papers you have to write and maybe you have a test or a midterm going on. So having that resource there or being able to find it easily accessible, I didn't find uh, in my experience. But knowing now, I think it would be really, really good for our students going into the future. Yeah, learning how to take care of yourself takes some time. 
And so when you are a college student, and especially if you've spent the last couple of years at home studying remotely in high school, there are some stressors that come with adjusting to a new place, wondering if you're going to make friends. And those are all really normal stressors, but giving people some tools for increasing their coping and being able to know that they're going to get stronger is something that is just an increasing concern for colleges. And our students are really into wellness more than they used to be. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. We have so many great partners on campus who are interested in supporting some of these initiatives as well. I think that's so true. I think one thing I've been really encouraged by since I've graduated from center is the focus on wellness. And because I feel like it was very different when I was here and I know center students love to be busy, but I think it was even crazier when I was here. It was like no sleep clubs, like, you know, (laughs) class, like everything. And I think I, even talking to students, like they're, you know, they really do want to take care of themselves and be the best version of themselves. And I'm like, I don't think I learned any of this until I graduated. Yeah, exactly. And you know, students perform better when they're less stressed, stress and anxiety are not very productive emotions. And so imagine if you had a weekend trip where you have someone leading a walking group out at Shaker village, you don't have to have any special skills or equipment. And they just talked about the benefits of walking and being mindful in the moment. And you get back to your room after that, and you're probably going to be a lot more focused when you're studying. So there's some really easy things we can do to bolster wellness and take advantage of these beautiful outdoor areas in Kentucky. I love that. I do think one improvement too I've seen is the food in Cowan too. Like there's so many more options and there's maybe there's, maybe I just didn't eat enough vegetables in college, but I feel like there's way more now. No, you know, I I am always impressed because there are things for gluten-free students. There's things for vegan students. It can get boring if you're eating in the same place every day, obviously. Mm. And so you have to be creative, but you know, our students discover amazing hacks I see them making these quesadillas and burritos out of things that they've gathered from all over the dining hall and any place where I can get edamame on the salad bar is okay with me. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. We called them cow and creations when I was yeah. a student. <laughs> that's <laughs> great. That's still the term, but that's awesome. Oh, definitely yeah. still the term. <laughs> yeah. I walk up and ask people where they got what they're eating. I'm like, where did you find that? And then they explain all the ways, well, you just get this, you know, tortilla shell. And then go over there and get some of that, you know, from the, from, from the other side. It's very creative. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, speaking of food, I could talk about food for a long time and Cowan, there are so many different things to have there, but have you found a local spot in Danville that you really like? I know Danville is kind of a newer place for you in Kentucky. Have you, you found any spots that you really enjoy locally? I will tell you, Danville is the cutest downtown I have ever seen. It is amazing because you can just walk. You can walk from campus. So I think the place that serves the Hawaiian poke bowls, uh, amazing. Uh, The owner is just incredibly nice. And that is about three minutes from my office door. So I love that place. I'm very obsessed with Dry Stack Coffee. I think they make the most amazing coffee I love getting lunch at the hub. I think that's a great place. And then the still, which is a little bit further from campus is also fantastic. So I could go on. Danville has some amazing places. Yeah. And Bluegrass Pizza Pub. Oh my gosh. That's good too. So good. I love when you're talking about the still and uh, say it's a little further from campus. Cause like that is so how I speak to it's like in terms of Danville, it's probably like five to seven minutes maybe from campus. <laughs> 
like, do you know, it is so funny because I have this new cognitive map now that I've been living in Danville where literally I can walk from my office to downtown in six minutes and everything and get coffee, go shopping, meet friends for pizza. And then we have that farmer's market that starts in the spring. That's right there. And I love that. That's just wonderful people there. The farmer's market is awesome. I'm already excited for that to come back. Maybe I you know. could bring Milo to the farmer's market. I don't know if that'd be too He would eat everything. And <laughs> he would jump on people's tables and decimate their tomatoes. I grow a big garden. And so I'm planning my garden. Hopefully this weekend, I'll start to do some sketches of where things are going to go. But I'm very, that's another um, positive for Kentucky. In New England, you can put your garden in in June. And then in August, by the end of August, it might start getting chilly again, September. Mm-hmm. So we have a longer growing season. And I sure missed a Kentucky tomato. So very excited to get the garden in the ground. We put it, we put gardens in on Derby Day. Ooh, nice. In Kentucky. That's when you know you've likely had the last frost. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Derby Day is a great marker. I know you talked a little bit about some of the places in Danville that you like to go to, but what are some Kentucky traditions or even Danville kind of activities that you really enjoy? You know, I love Millennial Park. I think it's just beautiful. And every time I'm there, I meet people who work at center or students, and sometimes people have their dogs. So I really love that. I think everything around Lake Harrington is beautiful. And if you love to drive, that's another hobby of mine. I have been doing high performance driving education classes where you actually get to go on a racetrack for a few years and have just loved that. Now I drive very sensibly around Danville, but just getting out and driving on the back roads is something I really enjoy. I'm excited to go to Pioneer Playhouse. I haven't been yet. So I've only been here six or seven months and I've been working so much. And then the Norton Center has fabulous events just regularly and all kinds of events. So there just always seems to be tons to tons to do. And it's funny, I thought maybe I would go to Lexington more since I used to live closer to Lexington. And I sort of don't that much. Yeah, I feel I feel the same way, especially I think when I was a student, I was like, I moved from a bigger city to Danville, I'd never live it somewhere this small. And I was like, Oh, I bet I'll go to Lexington on weekends. I like never went to Lexington as a student. Like, I was like, And it's crazy, but there's just so much to do on campus and Danville really does become your home and it's really sweet. Exactly. Yeah. That's one thing I have to commend center on parents. They ask questions of, oh, is this a suitcase school? And I tell them, absolutely not. I feel like center always has something going on on the weekends, whether it be a CC after dark or maybe some for the Norton Center for the Arts, a convocation, like literally anything. I feel like there's we're always moving and I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I love the fact that there are things to do um, on weekends because our students are just incredibly active. And I'm happy that they do a lot of sleeping on Sundays. I think they probably get up around 2 o'clock p.m. on Sunday. That's I don't see anybody out on campus before then. But we do offer engagement opportunities on the weekends so that there's, you know, again, always something to do. But our students also, when I'm around Danville on the weekends, they're out and about. I see them everywhere. Yeah, it's so true. The weekend mornings are a little quiet, but once it's afternoon, you'll see them out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. One question I would, I'm just curious to hear your perspective on after working in student life and engaging with students like you do, maybe advice you would have for either a first year student or an underclassman who's maybe trying to make a college their home, like maybe someone who's, you know, they just got here and it can be challenging with COVID, but 
I don't know, maybe advice or encouragement you would have for students about how to make the most out of their college experience? Gosh, I mean, it's a big question. I tell students all the time that there are very few mistakes that are irreversible, right? You can make some serious mistakes that will change your life, but for the most part, trying new things and discovering you might not be good at them or failing is absolutely a normal part. And I really, it's called growth mindset, this idea that we're all beginners at some time, and it is okay to be a beginner. So you know, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Don't be a perfectionist about what you're expecting out of college or where you know you just have to be and that's the only place you could ever possibly be happy. It is a big world and we're all growing and changing all the time. So I encourage students to not put too much pressure on themselves. And also you'll know it when you feel it, when you step on a campus, if you can envision yourself there, it is so much about the people. It's so much about is this a place where you'll feel that you will be seen? Is this a place where you can make the contributions? Because look, our students contribute so much to us and the students that come to Central College make it a better school. So is this a place where a student might feel like they can make that contribution and be that change? That's one of the things I actually love about a small school is nobody's a stranger, right? So I think that those are some of the things to consider. I obviously, from our discussion today, I just really believe in a breadth of education and take that first year to really begin to think about your interests, but expose yourself to things that you didn't even think you might be interested in and, and be gentle with yourself, right? It's okay, believe it or not, to make a B. Nobody will care. I tell students constantly, no one will care five years from now that you made a B. I did not do well my first semester in college at all. And I turned it around because the professor told me it would all be fine. And it was, I just sort of was like, all right, we'll just, we'll just not count that first semester. So that's really normal. You know, we all put more pressure on ourselves than anyone else ever does, but it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to be a beginner and it's okay to, You know, I always tell students also, everyone in the first year class feels the same way you do. I just want to be cool. I just want to like have, look like I have it all figured out. Nobody really has it figured out. Not even us. Definitely not. I think that's the one secret of adulthood I've found out that no one has it all figured out. (laughs) And I love being a beginner. You know, I'm always learning new hobbies and crafts. I just, I was very lucky that a group of students probably about six years ago, started teaching me cursive because I didn't know how to write in cursive and went to Montessori schools and it was only print. And so they would teach me a fancy cursive letter every time I was in class with them. So now I have no calligraphy. And I was like, how would I possibly learn that? But my doodles were like, "Hmm, maybe I'll try to practice this. And then I just completed a certificate in college student well-being and resilience from University of Florida in my spare time because I wanted to learn more about how the pandemic has affected folks. So I really encourage students just try, keep trying new things, keep stretching yourself. It keeps you, keeps you fresh and curious. That's so cool. That's all such good advice. I think I even needed that advice. So thank you. (laughs) And I love that you have so many. Yeah, it's okay. (laughs) I, I love that you have so many interests and I think it's so encouraging that as an adult and in your real life job, you can continue to have that many interests and like yeah. you can keep being this lifelong learner. Like, I think that's so encouraging as an alumni and even for students, I think that's so encouraging. So thank you for sharing all of that. 
Yeah, I think the liberal arts really help you get there with this intellectual curiosity, right? And then you start to make connections across classes that you really didn't think would have things in common. And that's just the beauty of it. And I really, I credit a liberal arts institution with keeping me curious about a lot of different things. And can also make you good at Jeopardy sometimes. So yeah, there maybe, you go. maybe it'll come in handy. <laughs> Trivia nights are always fun. <laughs> well, Barbara, I just wanted to say thank you for taking the time to meet with us. And I know you have a very busy schedule and it's been so lovely getting to hear more about you. And we have one last question that we use to wrap up the podcast. And I'm going to let Aaron wrap up with this question because oh. this is his first episode. <laughs> You're going to let me do it? That's so nice. <laughs> What is one word you would use to describe Center College? Oh my gosh, it's such a hard question because I, I can think of a lot of them. I'm gonna say it's a hyphenated word, so it's gonna count as one, close-knit, close-knit. It really is a community where we say hello to each other, but we also look after each other and students look after each other. That's a wonderful thing. And no one slips between the cracks, right? We really kind of know how, how everyone's doing. And so I would say that it's a, it's a tightly knit community. Absolutely. And then I would say friendly, but that seems generic. But I'm not kidding you. When I came for the interview, I was like, is everybody faking it? They can't be. And then after four months, I'm like, are people still faking it? It's, what, a, what a welcoming community. I'm, I'm so, so happy to be here. That's awesome. That was perfect. Good answer. Well, again, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us and to share more about your experience at Center thus far. And we're so excited for all the great things you're going to do for our campus and very grateful that you're here. And that is the end of our episode. Thank you again. Absolutely. It was so fun to chat with you too. It was uh, absolutely amazing.